Welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Haller, and I've got my partner and co-founder of Proudmouth and CEO, Kirk Lowe, with me today. Now, before we jump into the episode, because we're going to reveal our top five marketing predictions for 2024, we want to say Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. I hope you had a very safe and happy holiday. But we have some kind of cool news. This podcast, the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast, has surpassed over 600 thousand downloads. So thank all of you for listening. If you're a first time listener, hey, welcome. There's a whole bunch of podcasts you can listen to. And for those of you who are coming back, we want to thank you for being a loyal fan of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Now, before we really dive into these predictions, something that we do every year is Kirk and I talk about the Proud Mouth's word of the year. Last year, our word was exposure, right? And so we worked really hard to get our name and face and ideas out into the marketplace. Kirk, what is the word of the year for 2024 for Proudmouth? I don't know. I don't think I can do a drum roll because the noise canceling on this microphone is so incredible. The word of the year is owned. And that's a word we use around here a fair amount. It's a word that's going to become hopefully part of your vernacular, part of your world. So there's a lot of different unidimensional, not uni, multidimensional and those are, and they all are meaningful. Owned audience is one of the big ones that we talk about. Owned audience for a lot of people is this idea that if you're on social media and you think you own your audience, the reality is you don't because if Facebook shut down, you would lose everybody. You don't own them. Facebook owns them, right? You've owned their, earned their attention, but you don't own them. But owned audience is typically can you communicate with them via email on your terms? And so email is typically the standard for owned audience. It used to be address, phone number, stuff like that. But now it's email. So that's the first one. Another one is owned system. So we're going to talk about some stuff here and some other predictions that speaks to the idea that you might want to start thinking about owning your own marketing system. What does that mean? How do you get to owning your audience and doing something with them? How do you build that and control that and build equity in it, marketing equity in your business by owning your audience, your own system, both those things. So those are really important things. Another way you could look at this too, I guess for owned audience would be, or, or owning, own as the word is just owning your future, owning your marketing, owning your trajectory owning your long-term mindset, things like that. It's a great word. It's a word we live by more and more, and I hope you do too. So hope it, hope that word, maybe write it down somewhere. If you believe us that it's an important word for this upcoming year, then write it down and look at it every day. Yeah, keep it top of mind. And, and everybody should, I believe as a recovering coach, you should have a word of the year to help you stay myopically focused. And I'm going to elaborate just a little bit, Kirk, on owned, because I talk a lot about 
owning your content and what I mean by owning your content is being proud of it, right? So when you're putting content out, whether it's a podcast, video, blog, all of the above, social media posts, everything, seminars, webinars, whatever you're doing, you should be proud of that. You need to own that. And when you own it, it's going to come across better. And you're also hopefully then going to interact with it <laughs> because that's why most of this stuff falls down is because you talk into the void with your great content and nobody interacts. All right, we're going to go through these five, Kirk. Ready? Prediction number one. What do you got, brother? Advisors who are early adopters in influence building are going to continue separating themselves from advisors who haven't done that. So people are building their own system, owning their audience, all those things, owning their influence, building their influence, are creating separation. And a lot of advisors don't even realize this because they don't understand the game, the influence game that it takes, let's just say a decade to really build it. And if you don't start now, you can you catch up? You can accelerate, but to catch up, you're gonna have to spend a lot more money, a lot more money than the people who started. We already know that's a struggle for a lot of financial advisors who are spending two to 3% of the revenue. Just imagine somebody else is spending 15, you gotta catch up. Now you're looking at maybe spending 30, right? It's a big deal. It's a big deal to think about how far ahead somebody else is getting and and why you're not in the game or why you've got some people have one toe in the game and they think they're in the game. Get in the game. Yes, the water might feel cold at first. I, I think a dip in the toe in there. Get in the game because the separation is happening and you don't want it to happen because at the same time, if you're everybody's not going to jump in the game. It's an opportunity for a competitive advantage, quite honestly. If you've got three, four, five, six years on the masses of advisors who are eventually going to adopt in some way, shape, or form this, you're going to have an advantage. Find a way to get this started, pay attention to it, and build something special. Own your audience, own your system. What do you think, Matt? You got number two here? I do. So Miriam Webster's 2023 word of the year is authentic. And we have started seeing more and more advisors living and leaning into their authenticity. And we all know that authentic marketing is the marketing that works. People want to have the ability to experience you, you, your Eunice, when it is convenient for them. And that's why influence marketing is the only marketing left that really, truly works long term. It's real. People want to know you. They really do. They don't want to have to go in and sit down with you for a three hour presentation about how you're so freaking awesome during a prospect meeting. They want to be able to consume that content when it's convenient for them. So then they come in and they're ready to buy from you, not to be sold. Now, the other thing, Kirk, I thought this was fascinating. I had said at a conference at Market Council Summit about the word authentic being the Merriam Webster's 2023 word of the year. And somebody said, Matt, that's not the word of the year. The word of the year is hallucinate. And I was like, okay, what's going on, dude? LSD back or what's going on? No. So other companies come out with their word of the year. And hallucinate is the tech word of the year because when you program something into artificial intelligence and it gives you a bad result, something that isn't congruent with the prompt, they call that an AI hallucination, which brings us to prediction number three. So what is your AI-based prediction, Kirk? Oh, number three. I almost skipped to number four. 
I know you're excited about number four. Come on, we got to go to number yeah, three. I, first. I know we spent a lot of time on number four. <laughs> I think a lot of advisors are going to be lured by the mystique of AI and what it can do for their business without really understanding how to achieve it and if it can really help them and what it means or what either building it or leveraging what somebody else has built. I think that's because they don't have a plan how they're going to benefit. So when you think about AI, educate, maybe think about testing some stuff, but you have to be really careful because the word of the year is authentic and the other word of the year is hallucinate. And AI has a huge impact on both those things. If you are, if you think you're going to use AI to build your content, to build your content marketing engine, you better be really careful. For one, AI can hallucinate and provide inaccurate data. So you're still going to have to be heavily involved in all the content. Another one is that. You had said when we were warming up for this, that this is, AI is a tool that can help you get some stuff done and maybe bring you to the 50 yard line or really get you in the game and get you primed and started, but it's not the be all and end all solution. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're being true to what you're trying to accomplish and it has to be you. And AI has this way of really not understanding brand voice. There are ways to, to do that. And we've built and are working on improving, but have built something like that, but I won't get into that anymore, but use it to be efficient, but don't use it to replace you. If that makes any sense. I think that's probably one way to look at it. And that allows you to keep your authenticity, avoid hallucinations, which is good. LSD comment. I'm still there in my head. <laughs> Sorry, I know, dude. I really threw you off with the well, whole As soon as I hear the word LSD, I keep thinking about the time that somebody explained to me that Elton John's song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, was about being on an LSD trip. And I was like, I'm pretty, I've, I was a pretty naive teenager, which is sometimes a really, can be a really good thing. And understanding that even after knowing that Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is about LSD, song still doesn't make any more sense. All right. One last yeah. thing about. Great pickup, by the way. Great pickup, by the way, when I just melted down there and lost my train of thought and you picked it up. I guess we're leaving it in. I thought we were going to pause. So one of the other, so this is n number four is the big one. And, and I'm going to tee this up just, just a smidge here. Something that a lot of people need to understand is there is going to be some major changes in technology, right? AI is a huge component. And remember, AI is a tool. And if you haven't started learning how to ask the right questions to AI, you are not going to have a good result on the back end. That's actually where AI usually hallucinates. So prompt engineering, which sounds like a really big word, it's just really learning how to ask the right questions. So that's a huge component of the digital revolution. Yeah, I don't think it's just asking the right questions. I think it's actually knowing you're having your own content, <clears throat> like being the, be already being the expert, which is knowing how to ask the right questions too. It's going to favor people who actually know their stuff way more than the people who are trying to leverage it to replace the fact that they don't want to do the work or haven't done the work in their careers. And Kirk, AI loves specificity, right? So I follow a whole bunch of prompt engineers because it's something that's fascinating to me because I love language and questions. Okay, so AI is one huge tech revolution that we're all paying attention to. Freaking out, some people realize it's a tool to make your life better. Prediction number four is also about a big technological change. So take it away, brother. The prediction here is that lead generation company is going to start scrambling 
because they're getting taken out of the knees here. If you haven't heard, Google is phasing out third-party cookies starting in uh, late 2024. Everybody's predicting they're never going to be able to get it done by then, but they haven't dialed it back on that. So I let's just say 2025 at the latest. This is a huge impact. There's this article that I was reading that talked about a checklist for cookie strategy. And they're talking, the first thing is redefine your data plan, your strategy. Well, it's just telling from a lead gen company, but it's basically the whole list is about this idea that we're going to have to own your audience. Now you're going to have to use what both first and, and zero first party data, which is just stuff that helps a website run and zero zero party not data, but cookies and zero party cookies is a whole new concept. Zero party cookies. The idea of that is that you're going to have to start asking for information so you can collect it. So permission-based marketing or a new word you just used earlier, which is consent-based marketing. I hadn't heard that, but it's a big deal here. Like redefining your thinking, going back to permission-based marketing, this owning your audience, these are big things. And this is the change that's in front of us. So if you're using a lead generation company or you're running ads through companies that are essentially you know, using third party cookies and data to tell you who somebody else is, and now they can't do that anymore, that's going to have a huge impact um, on advertising, on uh, list buying or list renting, whatever, list leasing. And these companies essentially are going to have to try to earn it like we're telling you, you have to, which is they're going to have to start creating content. So they're going to have more competition in the content. So when you create authentic content, you're in localized content, you're going to have an advantage over these companies. You don't need to use them anymore. You don't want them owning your, your the system, right? You want to own your system. If you can figure out how to leverage this opportunity, because it is absolutely an opportunity for smaller companies who have their own voice, who have their own expertise, niche. It's a really cool opportunity and start planning for it. It's going to take years to really take advantage of it, but start planning for it, get it done, own your audience, connect with your audience, have relationship, gather data from them, right? Zero, zero party cookies, as it's called, ask some questions. And then you can focus on other ways to connect with them. It's not just that straightforward content marketing. There are other things you can do and expand, but you have to know who they are, understand them, earn their trust, all that kind of stuff. This really gets into the idea of the social component of social media, Kirk. If you have people who start consuming your data and then you start having a conversation, that's consent-based marketing. They are opting in to you. This is why everything that we built over the last seven years is going to be coming to fruition even more. Listen, this isn't something that you can just you can just keep pushing to the side. No, you actually have to start doing this, especially with these cookies. Because listen, if you write great content that is SEO optimized, that is, is showing up in search engines because of you're all over the place at all times, you're getting good numbers from interacting with people, you don't have to worry about this stuff. 
In fact, I'm going to digress just for a quick moment because at a, the Market Council Summit recently, I got to hang out with somebody who's been on our show. His name is Thomas Kopelman, younger advisor, probably what, late 20s, early 30s. And he generates all of his business off of Twitter and everybody's, or X, whatever the hell it's called. And everybody's like, how is that possible? And it's because he is consistently building these relationships. He's actually hired more advisors to manage this because he gets so many new inbound inquiries uh, that he couldn't actually service all of them himself. And it's because he's authentic. And Kirk, he gets them off Twitter quick. That's the key is he gets them off Twitter into his funnel so that they, and it's usually a white paper or, but he's giving so much away. And you talked about, we talk about momentum here all the time, but the catch up thing, and that guy's going to leave everybody in the dust. I know. Problem with, we have a number of advisors who've attracted so much attention with their content strategies surrounding their podcast and video and stuff that they're growing fast. And several of them have attracted a lot of other advisors who want to work under that umbrella. It's funny how people, if I'm an advisor, I might want to learn from somebody like that, which is a good thing, but mostly I'm wanting to create my own. I want to own my own brand, my own content, my own influence. And I think that's sort of, you could still do that with somebody else's brand, right? Proudmouth as a brand, Matt is our, our core faceless voice of the company, but we also can have other people that, that own that and become part of what the Proudmouth stands for. Other companies can do that too. So if you've got an office and you've got multiple advisors, who sometimes there's competition, people struggle with what you're doing and they can own their own and you can all do it under one common brand. It can be really special. If you got completely different thoughts, we always know what happens to those offices, right? They split apart, especially when you start doing content marketing, I've seen them before. Okay, prediction number five. <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm thinking about this. I'm not ending this on a super positive note, dude. I'm usually wildly optimistic. But listen, here's prediction number five. Advisors are continuing, going to continue to do the same thing and expect a different result. This is, there is so much information out there. Every main stage of every conference that I've been to over the last 18 to 24 months, everybody's saying the same thing. Marketing has fundamentally changed. You can't just live off referrals anymore if you really truly want to grow. You can't just do one kind of marketing and think that you're going to have the growth that you want, especially over the last 18 to 24 months, the market hasn't really given advisors the growth that the market generally does. And so they're flat, right? And they didn't do the things that they needed to do in order to make it. So they're going to be able to have the growth that they want. If you're going to try to hire new talent, retain new talent, which by the way is the number one issue with advising offices across North America right now, it's not lead generation, it's not tech, it's hiring and retaining talent. It's because these younger advisors come in and they look at what you're doing and they're like, what is this, the 1900s? What's going on? You don't have Instagram. You don't have Twitter. You don't have Facebook. You're not putting out, you don't have a podcast or videos. Man, it's a lot. Yeah. I think the younger generation is really going to set the, the table here for everybody to pay attention to. So no matter what generation of advisor you are, you need to be uh, paying attention. There's nothing to be scared about. That's the crazy thing. There's nothing to be scared about. There's there. It's not even risky. Think of how many 
advisors I've met over the years are doing stuff. I met an advisor the other day who's spending $40,000 a year on Facebook ads to attract 500 people to webinars of which only 120 showed up. It's insane. You you talk about risk and there's nothing there when that's gone. It's gone. You don't, you only, you got a couple names of people and the ones that are showing up aren't even qualified. And she loves this person. Like the connection is crazy. It's, I guess the idea that somebody can do all the work for you and get somebody to show up that wants to do business with you. And you're willing to do all the work, spend all that money when you could have a system that you could own and you could build and build. And I don't know. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. It's not, this is not scary stuff. You just, you build an outline. I heard a story from one of our CSCs yesterday. So that's client success coordinators who work with our advisors, who is telling me that an advisor that they're working with is just so stuck on how they do a podcast that they it's taken them so much time. They're doing, they're interviewing and they're dissecting the interview and they're doing all this production and they're making it really complicated. And they were blown away by how simple we do it. It doesn't have to be complicated to get started. Build an outline. You don't need to spend 10 hours a month trying to figure out how to do a podcast. You should get to a place where in about a half hour to an hour, you can research and build an outline. Is Are you going to be that perfect out of the gate? No. Except Pramath has some really cool stuff to help you. So there's there are a lot of ways to do this efficiently, effectively. Just get out of your own way. Start to figure out how you're going to produce content. Maybe keep a list over the next couple of weeks after listening to this. Keep a list of all the things that you think people want to know more about. Talk about in meetings, that kind of stuff, and build some uh, momentum there. You want to take this home, my friend? Yeah. So before before I wrap up everything that we just talked about with the predictions, I just want everybody to, to know that, listen, you don't have to do this on your own. Most of the people who are listening to this podcast are financial advisors, independent financial advisors specifically. But listen, you don't have to do this on your own. You really have two paths that you can go down to really start owning everything that you need to from a marketing perspective and really build a marketing system. The first way that you can do it is you can have your team members. You can pay for them to join the PodRocket Academy, right? So please go to PodRocketAcademy.com. Get your team there. It's a wonderful reason. Remember, I said earlier, the number one thing that advisors are struggling with is hiring and retaining talent. And the retaining talent component is, is because very few of you provide them with good, actionable, compliant training, which is entirely what the PodRocket Academy is. And then number two, you can outsource it to somebody who's done 7,000 episodes and almost 100,000 social media posts for financial advisors with zero compliance issues, which is what Kirk was just talking about in our managed influence service. So please, just you need to consider that as you're planning for what's going to be happening in 2024 and years to come. Understand that there are really two tracks. You don't have to do it yourself, have your team help, or outsource it to somebody else. So here are the summary of the predictions. Number one. Those advisors who have gotten on this train of influence building are going to leave everybody in the dust. It's already happening. You might not know it because you still have your head in the sand. You might want to pull your head out of the sand and start looking around and realizing that you're being left behind. Number two, 
more people are going to be embracing authentic content. Remember, people want to know you. So please make sure that you're taking time to put that out into the universe. Number three, AI. It's a great tool, but it is not the solution for everything. You got to learn how to use it, and then you have to learn its limitations. And the only way to do that is to dive in and start practicing. Number four, you got to own your audience because cookies are going away in the way that we know them right now. And so you need to engage socially in order to get consent to market to those people. And what you're going to find very quickly is if you ask for it, they will say yes, and they're going to become much, much more loyal. When we talk about moving people from skeptics to fans, this is part of that influence journey. And last but not least, don't be the advisor who just says, I don't need to worry about this. I'm doing just fine. I'm going to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result because that's Einstein's definition of insanity. But more importantly, it's a crappy way to run your business. All of the things that you're afraid about when it comes to content marketing isn't going to happen. You're not going to go viral for something bad because that's used to what everybody's freaking out about. And if you do things the correct way by using a system, you don't have to worry about the compliance components of it because just so everybody knows, you can post, you can talk to people, you just have to understand the parameters and be willing to live within those parameters. All right, Kirk, happy new year, brother. Happy new year, my man. All right, everybody. If you have not subscribed, which I don't know how that's possible, but if you haven't, please make sure that you do. And also, please make sure that you share this with any other advisor or team member who really needs a little bit more help with marketing. So for Kirk and me here at Proudmouth, we'll see you on the other side of the mic in 2024. Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the Pod Rocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.